general audiences? I would say it's G for a good time. So like TV seven. Mm-hmm. Hello, welcome to Brace and Rent Three Direct to Video. My name is Bryce Henderson. I'm one of the co-hosts of the podcast. Today we'll be discussing uh, Peter Pan 2, Return to Neverland, one of the few Disney Toons films that actually made it to theaters, uh, as well as the House of the Dragon season uh, one finale and the first three episodes <laughs> of season one of uh, The White Lotus. Uh, with me, as always, to talk about uh, everything is one Renan Fontes Wren. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me here, Bryce. Uh, it's good to be here on the podcast with you today. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited about talk about all the things that you just talked about. Mm-hmm. Going to be a good episode of the show we do. Yes. Yes, of the podcast. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, Ren, where do we even yeah. start? You want to start yeah. with Peter Pan 2 Return to Neverland? So let's also let's try to think like, so do we want to kind of like get get <laughs> Peter Pan. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's get it over with. <laughs> <laughs> let's get the entree of the show uh the over entree? with. Yes. Uh did you rewatch it since watching it? Uh no. No, me neither. I just wanted to make sure that both of us did the same thing here. Okay. So um the first thing I want to talk about with Peter Pan is that Peter Pan is canon in Sea of Thieves. Peter Pan is canon in what? Sea of Thieves, the hit, the hit video game. So, like the Disney boy Peter Pan, mm-hmm. like hangs out with you in Sea of Thieves. Uh so it's more of the world, like the world of Neverland. So, and more so Captain Hook. Did you play as like one of the Lost Boys? No, he's not in it yet. He's not it yet. But he is. Are they like building up to Peter Pan, like the MCU built up Thanos. They are building up Captain Hook. Yeah, he's going to be a big deal. The Cap'n is all that we know him as right now, but he's definitely Captain Hook. So you would say you're a big Captain Hook fan? I like him. So, like, going into this movie, you it would make sense that you'd want big things from Captain Hook. I like pirates. I was excited for some Captain Hook. Did you leave disappointed or with a smile on your face? Um, I left with a, a groan in my heart. But you like this one. You said you you watch this one every year on your birthday, No, right? I said I watched it one year for my birthday. My uncle from <laughs> Michigan came, and we brought him to go and see it. What did he think? What was his review? I don't think he liked it. It was this, and like maybe the next year or the year before, we saw Recess Schools Out. I haven't seen that one since I was a kid. Yeah. Unfortunately, not a Disney Toons film. So... We'll never um, get to watch it. No, we'll never, we'll never be able to watch it. No, so um, yeah. So, Ren, there was war and famine. Yeah. So when I think Disney Toon sequel, I think World War Two. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want every Disney Toon movie from this point onwards to open with a World War Two bombing or the main character's father. Regardless of species, if they're in, like mm-hmm. if it's like another Lion King one, if we've got like mermaids, they go off to war to fight World War Two. Yeah, I was um, I was personally let down 
by how weird the dad looked. What do you mean? He his animation style was felt different than everyone else we saw here. He was animated like a GI Joe, like he was from the GI Joe cartoons. Maybe that's what they really wanted to convey to you. Yeah, that he's like a GI Joe army man. He's your classic good guy. Yeah. He had like the full on like double chin and I was like, wow, Wendy really, you know, downgraded. She could have had Peter and ended up with uh, the crimson chin. Instead, she's got World War Two. Yeah. Um, You're going to fight wars. Did you think Jane, our main character, was going to die uh, in the bombing in the opening of the film? Yes, I thought there was a very realistic chance that this little girl was going to die in the first five minutes of this Disney mm-hmm. direct. Oh, no, this wasn't direct video. This came out in theaters. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we had the, the whole war scene was bleak. The Wendy uses tales of Peter Pan to get the kids through the day. However, Jane does not like stories about Peter Pan, so I question why the heck was Wendy so insistent on talking about it if she knew that one of her two kids really didn't like them. Because she knows it's going to piss her off. Yeah. And she's she's got to come around on Peter eventually. In this <sighs> family, it's Peter or nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it was, I, I do have to say, as a ginger, Peter Pan is one of very little representations I have in media you like that representation uh he's like i he, think he's, he's like mischievous he has yeah. like a little uh small slave that he keeps <laughs> hangs out I... with a bunch of young kids <laughs> it's a good representation tinkerbell? right talking about tinkerbell yes tinkerbell is the slave no she sticks around she likes it uh-huh all right <laughs> <laughs> yeah she loves it <laughs> i mean she likes him she likes him but yeah i don't know lots of people like lots of people bryce doesn't mean you know peter isn't Mm -hmm. giving i don't i what i'm saying is i doubt he pays her and she definitely does labor for him okay do fairies eat fairies eat yeah they gotta eat right i i don't know i doubt it i think i think one time you've seen a fairy eat just because you haven't seen it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. I don't think it does. I'm leaning towards fairies eat. Okay, I am. Or leaning... they, 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 maybe they can eat, but they don't need to eat. Like I'm, I'm just trying to say, like, what are Tinkerbell's basic needs? She needs a roof over her head. Does she? She needs spending money. Does she? Why not? Right. I don't know. <laughs> I like. I don't. I don't know the what is or what isn't like humane with keeping a fairy so i'm not as quick to judge peter pan so you're 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 seeing her more as a bug than a person so well okay yeah maybe i don't know (laughs) she's small and has wings could be yeah that's a little prejudice okay (laughs) (laughs) i just I, i don't know I don't know. Um. Anyways, yeah, I, I do feel like Peter Pan, like, uh, does actually like. I think people think of people with red hair as being a little bit mischievous or up to no good. 
Yeah, I'd say you're. I'd say you're up to no good. Yeah, and that is. I I think there's some Peter Pan influence there. So, um, yeah. Uh, what else? There's you said the Lost Boys. They're here. Yeah, they have names now. I think they always had names, Ren. No, no, I don't think so. I think this is the only time they've ever had names. But without knowing for a fact, I'm sure you could tell me and uh which of the lost boys is new it's uh foxy felix the little skunk kid skunk montgomery yeah it's definitely definitely the little skunk kid is new uh because he has that seen the first peter pan you've never seen it oh oh yeah so uh he his presence was definitely like he's a disney tunes character He's not a Peter Pan character. That's good to know. Yeah. All these Lost Boys blended together for me. Yeah. Um. I don't know what else was happening here in Peter Pan. Uh, uh let me let me go through my notes. There was All the right. the Kraken pet. Kraken pet. Yeah, the beast. I've got to put the kids on the train. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, the kids were supposed to go on the train, and then Jean got taken in a knapsack. <laughs> All right, that's right. She was in a knapsack for a while. Yeah. We see the octopus. Mm-hmm. Then Peter's pants shows up. Yes. Yeah. To save her from the octopus, I think she he thinks it's Wendy at first, right? Yeah. Yeah. I felt in like there his was world people don't age. Yeah, there was a severe lack of Wendy here. You think they should have just brought in the grown woman Wendy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Made I made the movie any worse. <laughs> but I just <laughs> I just feel like in terms of Disney Tunes stuff, like, it makes sense that she shows up. We have a lot of, like, she's one of the main characters from the first movie. I don't know why we didn't get her. Like, this wasn't, like, a love letter at all to the first Peter Pan. No. Which you wouldn't know, but it wasn't. You're a big Peter head. I'm not. I've. I don't. I've yeah. maybe seen the first one once or twice, but like, I've. I've seen the Kathy Rigby. Like I've seen the musical probably more than I've seen the movie, mm-hmm. like the Disney cartoon. So, I don't know. Um. Okay. So, yeah. So Hook has a kraken. Hook like, I think one of his big issues here, and I. I, I don't know what's going on with him in the first one, but what's his motive? He wants to kill Peter Pan. Yeah, but, like, is that it? Yeah, Peter's just a thorn in his side. He's like, great, I can kill Peter and get the treasure. And it's like, the treasure seems like, like, what treasure? The treasure. Yeah, the treasure he's always been after. No. It's because, so in the the whole setup of Captain Hook and, like, the lore of Peter Pan is that he's supposed to represent Wendy and, uh, James and Michael's dad. So he's supposed to be the one that like takes things too seriously or takes the fun out of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, in this sense where that isn't really set up. And in fact, it's the opposite story of Jane learning how to have fun. Uh, Captain Hook seemed really like, I don't know what he was doing here. He was a lot he is here to terrorize. He's I a familiar so. face. Should have been Captain Hook's cousin. Yes, that would have made things better if it was Captain Hook's, like, nephew. Yeah, or just me. 
Just me makes me the villain. Yeah. He's the one that's taken over his ship, his flying pirate ship. Uh, most of the budget of the movie went into that pirate ship, right? It did look pretty well animated. At yeah, a they had they had that weird like 3D-ish, 2D effect that they used in like Treasure Planet and stuff. So. This um, would have been the right time for that, I think. Yeah, yeah, it would have been like right around there that that technology was like existing under Disney. So. um, So we had all of that. And then uh, Jane gets tricked by Captain Hook because Captain Hook is like, oh, uh, take make Peter take you to the treasure and then what, I'll get you home? Is that the deal he promises? I don't even remember if he like offers her anything in exchange. Yeah, or it might just be like, let's betray Peter Pan together. Then we can crash through London again? Yeah. We'll crash. Just, how did no one notice Captain Hook's armada totaling London to the ground? Uh, it's it's like one of those things where it, uh, it's like the Dursley's car in Harry Potter. You think enough people died during the shipwreck where you could consider this like a battle fought in World War Two. Yeah, well, so exactly, right? Where they have bombs going off every other day. Ren? Yeah, Bryce? Yeah. Are you going to expand that thought? No. <laughs> <laughs> what is there to expand? I don't know. It sounded like there was more to add. No, it's just if there's bombs going off all the time and every day in London, a pirate ship bumping into a building seems probably less eventful. Yeah, all right. That was the rest of the thought. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I will. If I felt like I left it open, so <laughs> you could, you know, draw some of your own conclusions. But I guess I'll lay it out on the table. Um. Skunk Boy blows the whistle. There's a fight again. Tinkerbell uh, is laid out like a Family Guy character who just broke their leg. Who is? Tinkerbell. Oh, well, yeah. She's uh, explicitly told by Jane that Jane doesn't believe in fairies. That hurts. That hurts, Tink. What would you do if I told you I don't believe in people with red hair? <laughs> Like every, to your face, like every time you, you say that, Ren, a ginger dies. You fall over? I keel over at just hearing that. Hurts my soul. Or lack thereof. Yes. Um It'd be a sad way for you to die. Just because someone doesn't believe in me? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, probably would be. But I would also wonder exactly what that emotional toll would look like. How little would someone have to believe in you t- for that to be the cause of death? <laughs> it's like a Back to the Future scenario where you start fading away yeah. the less they believe in you. <laughs> I decide you never existed. Yeah. Yeah, like in that case, like what is like what goes on the death certificate? I don't yeah. think there is one, right? I think that fades too. That fades away. Yeah. Um okay, Ren. So, do you got uh, fun facts about Peter Pan? Are we are we ending it with Tinkerbell dead? <laughs> what is there to wrap up? She gets home. They did it. Uh, my last note is Peter Pan is executed as the Lost Boys sink into the ocean. Yeah, that happened. 
And that's the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Red. Yeah. Yeah, any fun facts or reviews? Yeah, this was originally planned as a direct-to-video release. Ouch. Why didn't they just do that? What was the turning point here that made this theatrical-worthy? Was it maybe, like, they just needed to fill a gap? Like, in their release schedule? Let's see, what was Disney up to in 20, 2002? Um, Peter Pan 2. Oh, they opened with Snow Dogs. Um, uh, box office. Alright, so this came out right after Snow Dogs. I bet they were really banking on those two to start O2 strong. Did you see Snow Dogs in theaters? I didn't. Oh. Uh, Country Bears released this year. Mm, we gotta watch that at one point. <laughs> we do, we have to. Mm-hmm. I watched that so many times on Disney Channel growing up. Um... It, this yeah, so 2002 mo- was pretty bad for Disney, I'd say. This movie grossed $110 uh, billion. Dollars. Million, billion. not billion. <laughs> <laughs> what an outstanding achievement for Peter Pan 2 Return to Neverland. <laughs> Highest grossing anything in the history of time. No, 100, pretty much $110 million worldwide. So, not you bad. You might get a kick out of this piece of trivia, mm-hmm. Bryce. Due to the controversy over their appearance in the Disney version of Peter Pan, the Indian tribe is left out of the sequel. Peter and Jane briefly visit their monuments, however. Yeah, that's about right. Um, Yeah, there was no... I, I'm sure there's a warning before the first Peter Pan, but there was no warning here. Because Disney actually said, eh, we probably shouldn't. Not this time. Not this time. We'll save it for, you know, Pocahontas 2. Um, so it cost $20 million to make, and it earned back about $110 million. Well, so it earned back $90 million. Would you say profits. that's a good enough investment for Disney? $90 million in profits. Yeah, I'd say it's pretty good. And that's not considering merchandise, right? I'm sure this was a merchandise... Uh, you know, everyone needed their very own uh, Jane doll. I want the, what's the dog's name? Nana Nanny? 2? Well, this is Nanny 2. Like, Audrey 2. Nana 2. Yeah. Xanadu. Z- Marmaduke? Marmaduke, he's the cartoon comic strip dog. Cartoon dog, Marmaduke. If Marmaduke and Garfield fought, it's like, went at it, who do you think would win? Marmaduke. Marmaduke's like a Great Dane or something like that. He's a big boy. Yeah, I that that yeah, Garfield's probably not gonna survive that. Does Marmaduke talk though? I don't know. Garfield talks, so maybe Garfield could do like a he could, he, he'd win in a, in a debate. Alright, so maybe we'll have like a physical competition and like a <laughs> debate round. Yeah, so Marmaduke is a great Dane voiced by Owen Wilson in the two thousand ten film. All right, so it's Owen Wilson versus Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. And we what all know who would win. win. We don't do need to discuss win? it. <laughs> we know who would win. Lil, what is that? You upset uh, her. Lily is Team Marmaduke. That makes sense. We gotta stick together. Yeah. Us dogs. Right, Lil? All right, what other uh, Peter Pan stuff we got? 
Uh, let's see. Let's see what we have here for Peter Pan. The octopus was created as a new nemesis for Captain Cook because it was felt that the Disney animators had exhausted all the comic possibilities Hook versus the crocodile in the original Peter Pan. The octopus's tentacles make a pock-pock sound that is similar to the tick-tock sound mm -hmm. heard from the crocodile in the previous film. Um... Yeah, I missed. I liked the crocodile better. The octopus was kind of lifeless. He uh, felt very much like an Ursula's crazy sister character. Yes, very much so. Um, Ren, do you have any? We're trying to push through this. Any reviews? What? Any reviews? Any reviews? Oh shit! I forgot to grab reviews. Don't even worry about it. I can give you a. No, 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 I, no, 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 no I'll I, grab. I'll grab. No, Ren, I, I oh. can do some. Okay, okay. Okay. Uh, so this is, uh, ep this is a, a 10 out of 10 rating for Peter Pan 2 Return to Neverland. Uh, this was written in November 2002. Okay. Um, me and my sweet baby who loves Peter Pan went and saw this together out on a daughter's night. We really liked how strong of a character Peter Pan was and how good of a role model for young women Jane is. Disney really outdid themselves with this time. Uh, this time, this movie, bringing forth new ideas with classic characters that we hope to see again and again. I would have never left Neverland if I had the opportunity to do so. All right. So that was written by Mafia Mom 67 don't next. listen to the negative reviews. The sequel is good. Yeah, next up is a this one's a 5 out of 10. You ready? I'm uh ready. Okay. So uh Peter Pan to return to Neverland. I wish I could get my money returned. Uh this movie was something I was looking forward to because of the cool trailers that I saw before the movie Snow Dogs featuring <laughs> an actor Whose name I don't remember. Cuba Gooding Jr. Cuba Gooding Jr. In Five Now Dog Five. <laughs> I <laughs> I had been looking forward to this for a while. And when I finally went and saw it on opening night, my popcorn was stale and the movie theater didn't refund me. It ruined my entire movie going experience. I'd say buy it in the VHS as if it'll ever come out of the vault. LOL. Ta-ta for now. So it was the 5 out of 10. Oh, Did and they ever we... come back? Because they said ta-ta for now. I don't know. This is uh, this is the only review that they've written. Damn. Actually, no. Sorry, they wrote one more, but it was for Jurassic Park 3. Oh, okay, good. 6 out of 10. They came back for it? <laughs> yeah, they came back for it. Um, okay, and then last, last review. This is a 1 out of 10. Yeah. Um, and what is it? It's... Uh, uh, she she bang. What was it? She goofy you bang, <laughs> goofy you bang out of order. Goofy bang hard out of order. Yeah, I think the word hard <laughs> is in there. Uh, it was uh yeah they just wrote all it says is Peter Pan you you bang out of order. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it was a one out of ten. It's a one. One out of ten. They didn't like the movie. Peter Pan bang out of order. Should have banged in order. 
The New York Daily News gave this movie a 38 out of 100. Oh, Ren, do you want to share that with us? All I can share with you is the blurb that IMDb has. Okay, give us the blurb. You may want to wait and watch Neverland the way it was meant to be seen, as a straight-to-video babysitter. Yeah. I wouldn't put um, my baby in front of this. I think it'd be bad for their development. It would be very bad for their development. I think that's what makes like uh, the soft spot spot even smart softer. What? The soft spot. <laughs> um. All right, Ren. I give Peter Pan two. Um. <clears throat> what do you give it? Let's open up the Bryson Wren rating mm-hmm. guide. Yes. We can directly see how bad it is compared to other stuff we've watched. Is this worse than Lady and the Tramp 2 Scamp's Adventure? Mm. Well, this one has World War II in it, so no. Yeah, did you like the action sequences in this? <laughs> I mean, the fact that there are World War II action sequences in a directive video not directive video, but still a Disney sequel. Mm. Ridiculous. Yeah. <clears throat> You gave Lady and the Tramp 2 a 1.5. Mm-hmm. Is it better or worse? I already gave my rating. You did? Yeah, I said I gave Peter Pan 2. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, alright, fine. Yeah. I'll give it a 1. Oh, you give Peter Pan 1. Uh <laughs> Because, like, it's a number joke. All right. How long could you exist in Neverland without food? How long could I exist in Neverland? Without food. <laughs> I I guess I'd have to start hunting. Would you I, start? I would, I would try to hunt. I'd try to hunt the local animals. The problem is that Peter Pan kills adults, right? Yes. He, like, hates grown-ups. Yes. Like, he's always trying to skin Captain Hook. Yes. Skin the hook, uh, rip rip out his guts, pour his blood or something is what he often chants. <laughs> spill the spill the kill the kill the hook, spill its guts. Is that what it is? Spill its blood, bread. blood or guts? Oh. Nicole, what is it? He's asking if you spill blood or spill guts. It's kill kill the uh you did uh the book with the boys. As <laughs> Boys, boys go. Boys go to the the island. Is he talking about Lord of the Flies? Yeah, spill the pig, eat its blood, give its blood, kill the pig, spill its blood. Kill the pig. Yeah, spill its blood. They spill the blood. Yeah, kill the pig, spill its blood. Kill the pig, cut her throat, spill her blood. Yeah. We got there? Yeah. Uh, got there big, eventually? You big Lord of the Flies fan, Ren? Uh, I've never read or watched it. More of an Animal Farm guy? That is what I read in high school, yeah? Yeah. Like, yeah, Democrats like are farm. glue. Yeah, <laughs> I bet if you were a horse, you'd be a lot like Boxer, Bryce. Yeah. Boxer and... Uh, I think that's it. I don't know if I can name any other... Animal Farm characters. He's the only one. No, there's pigs. No, it, Boxer, bo- it, the 
the book Animal Farm is about a nice horse named Boxer. Who He's a donkey. He's a donkey. Isn't he a donkey? He's a horse. Nah. Boxer? Boxer the... Boxer the horse. Boxer the donkey. Animal Farm. Benjamin uh, is the cynical donkey. Yeah, thinking about Benjamin. Yeah, how many, real quick, how many Animal Farm characters can you name, Ren? Huh? Uh, Boxer, Napoleon, Snowball. I think that's it for me. Wow. Napoleon, Snowball. Yeah, those are both Major. Pigs. Boxer. Benjamin's the donkey. Yeah, Benjamin, the friendly donkey. Mm-hmm. Um, Muriel, the puppies. Okay. I never read that's 1984. Do you recommend that one? Yeah. Do I recommend it? Yeah. That's a great read. Hmm. I oh, think wait. you would do well in a 1984 society. What's the what's the setup? What's the gimmick? Like uh it, you know it's like that show you like Big Brother. Is it? There's cameras everywhere? Yeah, there's cameras everywhere. Yeah. It's like it's like it's like your if your whole life was a reality show. You'd love it. Give it a read. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to um watch a review of it on YouTube. Maybe I'll read it. Yeah, read it. It's good, it's good to read. Mm. Do you know what else is good to read? Yeah, what? House of the Dragon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you think of the finale? Uh, I loved it. It was Me great. Too. It was really great. I gripping. feel like these last three episodes of the season really solidified House of the Dragon as a win for me. And I've been loving it the whole way through, but mm-hmm. these last three episodes were like classic Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah, the the really smart choice of giving us the greens one week and the blacks the next. Perfect. Great. It was great. Um and it, at neither like in neither episode did I find myself being like, "Oh, I wonder what so and so was up to." I was just like in it. I was in in it for the characters, in it for where they were at. Um and it was cool. It was really really cool. To see something I something I really appreciate is that now that we have the adult actors, it feels like we can really settle into like character arcs and character development. Yeah, you felt like you felt like we couldn't quite do that yet. I, f- I feel we like it's, I feel like it wasn't actors. a matter of like we couldn't do it. I feel like it was a matter of the show wasn't doing it outside of like Viserys and Rhaenyra. Yeah. Well, it's like even Alicent, like. Those time jumps also, like, escalate her character in a way that isn't, like, a natural progression. Mm-hmm. But, like, now that we're here in these last three episodes, there's no more extreme jumps. Like, we had episode eight, reestablishing who everyone is, and Viserys dies. Episode nine, like, deep characterization for all the greens, especially Aegon and Aemond. And then episode ten, just, like, again, characterization for Rhaenyra's family, all her kids. Yeah. Yeah, I liked, um... I also really liked that Rhaenys was kind of the uh, the thread between the two stories yeah, where, like, yeah. we got essentially, like, where she ended the first week and then the second episode was like, okay, this is, like, where we're at now the next week um, with, like, okay, where is this information coming from? So that was cool. I liked the, um, the meeting of... Uh, what is it? Not Oscar. What's his name, Ren? Otto? Yeah. 
uh, Otto and Rhaenyra and Damon and their respective backup groupies on the bridge to mirror the first time that Otto had to go and like beg for Damon's cooperation. I loved that. I yeah. I had rewatched the first five episodes before the finale, mm-hmm. and it, the finale really like retroactively made the earlier episodes even stronger for me. Yeah, like, there's, there's that like that element of like it's all coming full circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I thought that was really great. Uh, the whole like, um, you know, will Rainey's align with Rhaenyra stay neutral like what stance is she going to end up taking and ultimately uh will the uh drift mark end up taking was intriguing I like that it came down to Corliss at the end Mm -hmm. it added like some nice tension and Corliss who is pretty he's like yeah he's told pretty much like yeah uh Damon had to you know go ahead and kill your brother so was it his brother? It is his brother. Yeah, yeah. had to go and kill his uh, kill his brother. Sorry about that. Um, and then Corliss still being like, "All right, I'll still still align with Rhaenyra and Damon." Yeah. Is, who who would you team up with if you were there? I mean, good guys or the bad guys? Well, out of pure fear, probably the bad guys. <laughs> you seen that dragon, Ren? The good guys have some dragons. Yeah, but they got, like, Barney the Dinosaur compared to, like, I don't know, a, <laughs> I don't know, a fictional big dragon. Vagar. Well, like, yeah, I guess so, compared to Vagar. <laughs> compared to itself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, go with, go with those guys. I also, I thought it was really interesting to see, like... Rhaenyra go into, okay, like, what is war mode? Like, who do we have as allies? Who do we have that we potentially can win over that we need to, like, secure their stuff? But at the same time, it's like, how many of those does she actually have? Yeah. It it wasn't, like, an incredibly confident, like, they are for sure with me. Because, I mean, previously, she was as confident as she could be that this wasn't going to happen. So, it's like, how confident can she possibly be about her allies at this point? Like probably not. Can we end often. this season without without knowing if she has their support? Jay still has to interact with the uh, Starks and the Tullys. I anticipate. I mean, we'll see. The pacing, perhaps, of the dragon has been very different. I would be perfectly happy with, and I know others probably want to kind of like, all right, let's finally get into the war of it all. But like, I would be content with a few more weeks of just like, you know still laying the groundwork uh setting up who's allied with who seeing some of this like uh the people that are wavering back and forth settle on one side um just to get like some of the politics of it because i feel like that's so important to the like to the roots of game of thrones that was the best stuff in these last three episodes was just the pure politics yeah yeah um, seeing people react uh, two weeks ago, well, not two weeks at this point, but in the second to last episode to the um, the planning that they had all been doing uh, for as soon as Viserys was dead. They'd been plotting and scheming for this the whole time. So, I don't know. Um, Ren, give me your eye. 
You want me to give you my eye? Give me your eye. No. Coward. I came here to hang out and have a good time. I'm not giving you my eye. <laughs> no. No, you will not leave until you give me your eye. That dragon fight was insane. Why didn't he just, uh, why didn't, uh, Rhaenyra's son, uh, what was his name, Jacob? Luke. Okay. Why didn't Luke just stay in, uh, little pit? Inside the, inside Storm's End? Well, he, no, so he, at one point, flew lower into, like, a crevice. Yeah. So you think he just he should have just stayed there? Yeah. Instead of trying to keep escaping. Correct. Yeah, I don't I think, think he thought of it in the moment. He should have just stayed in the crevice for a little bit. Because the big dragon can't get him there. While. Yeah, big dragon's gonna get bored. Big dragon's hungry. Well, yeah, but big dragon, if big dragon's hungry, big dragon will go get something he can actually get. I don't. I don't think it would have played. I don't think that would have played out well for him. I also. I think it would have been good TV if uh, Luke and his dragon sat in the crevice for a uh, few episodes, waiting out the big like dragon. Like three or four. Yeah, three or four full episodes. <laughs> waiting. Is he gone yet? Nope, not yet. Now? Nope, not yet. Could be good. Did you think he was gonna get out? Do you think he was gonna escape safely? No. No. <laughs> no. As soon as the show did a really great job. The that shot of him coming outside in the storm at Storm's End, of course, and looking and now the giant dragon is gone. Loved it. Yeah. Like a horror movie. Horrifying. The whole transition from them flying through the rain mm-hmm. to Luke like flying above the clouds, it's all sunny. And Vagar swoops in and just some mm-hmm. an incredible 15 seconds of television yeah um he lived though right <laughs> oh how do we know how do we know he was eaten we don't know that we the the dragon closed its mouth <laughs> yeah that doesn't mean anything have you ever seen pinocchio have i so he could be inside he could uh, be inside Vader, the, like, yeah a monstrous situation, yeah, or Little Red Riding, Re- Little Red Riding Hood, and her grandmother inside of the wolf's belly. So we're gonna get like four episodes of him inside Vagar, like monstro. If they're not gonna give us the crevice, they'll give us uh, him inside of the belly. There is like a Pinocchio esque character yeah. in there. Well, because how how else are we gonna kill? You're, you're saying, and and there's a wooden puppet inside. Yeah, and it talks, and it yeah. wants to be a boy. Well, because how else are we gonna kill Vagar? If not for uh, Luke clawing his way out from the inside. You can only kill a monster from the inside. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I feel good about it. I feel okay about that. Do you know in Finding Nemo when Dory... Do I know about it? When Dory and Marlin get uh, eaten by the whale? And they're in the whale's stomach? I don't remember that. Well, it might it might not be the stomach. I think it's actually its tongue, because okay. they like hold on to like its like throat hole or something like that. Yeah, and that that get... feels familiar. I don't know if all of that is biologically accurate. Let's find a whale. Okay. And let's myth bust it. 
could you live inside of a whale? I think probably not. Moby Dick is, like, famous for living inside a whale, but he, like, never did that, right? Moby Dick is famous for living inside a whale? Yeah, he didn't actually live inside of a whale. He just hunted a big whale. Moby Dick is the whale. (laughs) Ishmael. Ishmael? (laughs) Yeah. Ishmael, right? Ishmael? Ishmael? Yeah. Ishmael, the main narrator. Ishmael, if you live in a whale for too long. You smelling that? Yeah. Um, he didn't live inside a whale though. Ishmael. He he hunts whales. Yeah. Yeah. So, House of the Dragon. It was Um, really good. Something I really like mm -hmm. about House of the Dragon, with Aegon specifically. Is that he's like basically the Ramsey Joffrey character where he's like irredeemably evil and does these terrible reprehensible things. Mm-hmm. But unlike Ramsey and Joffrey, we don't see him ever do those things on screen. They're alluded to and they're referenced and we see the consequences of them. Mm-hmm. When we see him on screen, he's always depicted as like this very sad, very lonely character mm-hmm. who like presents himself as you know unloved and misunderstood and out of place it's 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 such amazing juxtaposition because his acting is good enough where like for a second you can almost believe it yeah and i i like that because you know it's real or two in a way because bad you know bad people in real life they aren't like comically evil like joffrey or ramsey they're like Aegon. people are like mixed just, like, any other person or what they're like mixed salads. They're like mixed salads, Bryce. Yes, there's a little bit of good and bad in everyone, Rand. Sometimes there's more good than bad, and other times there's more bad than good. Just From like seri- a mixed salad. Yeah, so a series of unfortunate events. So, Never read it. speaking of which, do we think Jim Henson's puppetry could have enhanced the season of House of the Dragon? I think... If all the dragons were puppets instead of CGI, yeah, the show would have been an even bigger hit. Yeah, it's a bummer. Like they also have to do like Muppet voices. Yeah, I assume roar, so. The Muppety roar. Mm-hmm. Roar! roar! Yeah, it's a bummer. Huge missed opportunity, in my opinion. There, we got two years until season two. They can fix it. Yeah, hopefully the puppetry is improved by then. Man, uh, what else did you like in the finale run? What's that like in the finale? Uh, that really cool scene where Damon chokes Rhaenyra. Yes. <laughs> What'd you like about that? The raw, intense emotion of it. Mm-hmm. Great acting from both of them. Yep. Uh, it feels like the. It feels like the show, kind of, because from the beginning, there was a toxicity to Damon and Rhaenyra's relationship, but after the big, big time skip. The show started framing them in a very, like, romantic and, like, look, they're a good couple kind of way. They balance each other out. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of them reminding us who Damon really is. Yeah. He's not someone that you... Like, just in case you had forgotten somehow. Yeah. yeah, he is. But also, I think it also shows... I think Rhaenyra here is interesting in that she's just so... uh, Like, you... this doesn't waver her too much 
No, it doesn't. No. I think it, I think a really interesting element of it all is also just the fact that Damon has spent basically his whole life fighting Viserys's wars, you know, vying for his place at court by his brother. Mm-hmm. And then Rhaenyra basically drops this bomb, like, I know the biggest thing ever. Viserys never told him. And the show makes it clear that they're in they're they're probably at the closest relationship of anybody in the show. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that that's the moment where Damon like flips. It's not like Rhaenyra pushing him back when it comes to like wanting war. It's not like the Greens, you know, crowning Aegon. It's the fact that Viserys never told him about this prophecy that mm-hmm. makes him just attack. Yeah. Really interesting writing. I really great characterization. Very very intense. Um, I liked that a lot. I'm trying to just rack my. It's been obviously a couple of weeks since I've watched it, so I'm thinking about what else did we get in this finale that was intrigue. I mean, yeah. So I am. We already said uh, I'm excited to see what the Starks visit looks like. We end Me with too. what we assume is Rhaenyra getting the news that Luke has been killed. Um. Uh, to be honest, the fallout that I'm looking forward to from that, that I'm more excited about, is on the green side of things. Mm-hmm. Is being like, you idiot, you started this war too soon. Yeah, completely unintentional. Yeah. This this was so this is a change from the books. Mm-hmm. And I love it. In the books, Eamon just kills Luke after they meet at Storms and they fight, he kills him. Yeah. I, I love that in the finale. They make it so that they both lose control of their dragons. Mm-hmm. And it ties into, like, what Viserys and Rhaenyra have been saying all season. Mm-hmm. That Targaryens are closer to men than dragons. But, you know, at the end of the day, you can't control a weapon of mass destruction mm-hmm. like a dragon. It's like, nope. Yeah, it's like, nope. It's the same message as nope. It's the exact same message. The House of the Dragon Riders watch Jordan Peele's mm-hmm. nope. And thought, all right, we're just going to take this. Yeah, we'll just go ahead and do that. I'm excited in season two for the storyline in which Rhaenyra is trying to take a picture of um, Bagar <laughs> To be famous. Gotta get a good pick. Um, anything else, Ren? Yes, I loved the scene where uh, Eric, one of the twins with the long yeah. beard and long hair, brought Rhaenyra oh, yeah. down amazing scene yes 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 so i forgot the, that that was in this episode the whole everything with the you know she finds out about what happened and then like her body just like forces herself to give birth yep. to almost like be like all right we like you have to go into war mode like you can't be bearing a child like it it was just it was visceral it was shocking and it was long lasting like they didn't yep. breeze through it. It was like a solid eight to ten minute sequence, and all so like she's upstairs doing that while we have Damon, who's actively already beginning the approach to war, um, and is ultimately shut down by Rhaenyra. Uh, it was it was just tough, and I mean I had you obviously had the knowledge of the books and everything, and I went through my mind: Are we about to just lose her right here? Um at the the brink of war are we about to lose Rhaenyra um I don't know it was all all really fascinating and I think another tie back to the start of the season with her mother um 
in just how how visceral of a childbirth like that was so it was that was really cool and then resulting in the the crowning the kneeling also damon's questioning of the uh two king's guards i'll show you what real loyalty is yeah yeah i'm excited to see more of jace next season especially Mm -hmm. he's uh like you know between him and joffrey now he's really the only one of Rhaenyra's kids who can be a real character the other one's too little yeah but like i i'm really excited to see how they adapt his time with the starks in the books it's a very interesting uh like period of the war Mm -hmm. and like it's always fun to see the starks yeah i assume it'll be the exact same ones right yeah the same ones they just every they the fam you know they all rotate they're born they die they're born again the three-eyed raven's gonna be there (laughs) oh man jace what are you doing why do you think i came all this way (laughs) Uh, (laughs) kills me he's like he's by far the most iconic thing on game of thrones brand the three-eyed raven (laughs) i'm so glad and bewildered he resonated with you so deeply because he see no one talks about him everyone's favorite is anyone but him and he's the one that is crowned king (laughs) you you don't understand how just baffling it was i like game of thrones i i'm i love it you know the last Mm -hmm. two seasons they're not bad enough they're not even bad i don't think Mm -hmm. brand being crowned king (laughs) is a level of ridiculous that you know even i as like a fan i'm like all right what the hell just happened here (laughs) Yeah, and it's upsetting strictly because of how many better options exist in that round table. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like no, it doesn't have to be him. Um, but who has a better story than Bran the Broken? Yeah. Who? Who does? 90% of the cast. Mm-hmm. Literally any of them. Any of them. Um... I like that Sansa, that Sansa uh, at the end of that is like, yeah, the North's gonna secede. Um, <laughs> you just made my brother king. Yeah, yeah, I'm all good on that front. He can he can rule there. I'll rule here. Like, geez, talk about the Starks winning big though. Yeah, they earned it. I think. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I can't um, believe we have to wait two years for the next season. It's gonna be so long. But H- HBO is That's the gift not... that keeps giving. So, like, at least we have, like, succession in between. We'll have um, The I Last of Us. Yeah, are you going to watch The Last of Us? Honestly, I probably will. Just because HBO is kicking butt. Like, oh, they just really? don't stop the... right now. So the Last of Us trailers look amazing. Yeah. Um, so I'll probably give it a go. And um, so long as it's not... The only thing I'm asking for is that it isn't like i don't know i wanted to not be too i I expect it to be very serious but i don't want it to be like i don't know i I don't know what i want i know i I, I, like has levity and like like lighter moments but it is like really really dark and serious yeah, so it's got to it's the tone for it really just has to resonate with me, I think, cuz I don't I don't do well with like I just need a variety in oh. characterization and I worry that 
uh, as great of characters as Joel and Ellie are. Um, but Ellie's great. So I think Ellie is what kind of brings some of the lightness to it. But She definitely does. Yeah. Um, I'll probably check it out. Uh, we'll see. I'm uh, excited. I probably will. So, um, yeah. And then I think, I believe we're going to go. I, I think right now the setup is because last of us is what in January. So I don't know if there's yeah, a January for nine episodes. I don't know if there's a different Sunday night show. Cause we're now we're on right Lotus. I don't know if that carries us through to January, but it just kills the Sunday night lineup on HBO and curb is starting sometime soon too. So we'll get Cur- like, there'll be, there'll be enough stuff to fill that Sunday lineup. Um, yeah, two whole years though for House of the Dragon is is be sad. Brutal. Yeah, um, but it'll it's, be worth it's it. It's gonna I make think. it so good when it comes back. Yeah, it'll be worth it. Um, Ren. Yeah. So, I wanted to say that I, you know, I. Am like my back is really uh-huh. kind of it's in pain. Yeah, it's really sore. I just feel really stiff, and I'm hoping I can get a massage today. We're fully booked today. Oh, oh, is there any any way you can squeeze me in? Any way, please. Look, Rent. Bryce. Uh, I'll feel your head for a little bit. Okay. Okay. That's All right. Fine. Do you want me to repeat after you, you while well, you do yeah, so? Repeat after me. Yeah. You oh are your God. phallic mother. <laughs> your vaginal <laughs> father. I rewatched. I rewatched the first three episodes. Um, because I haven't watched. I haven't watched the first season since I binged it all last year. And I, as I watched uh-huh. it, I was like, "This is probably one of the greatest single seasons of TV I've ever watched." Um, it is insanely captivating. And like I told you, I don't really know like what to make of it. It, yeah. Like right now, I'm just enjoying the characters. I'm enjoying the mm-hmm. atmosphere and setting. Yep. Like, I'm so curious about that dead body. Uh-huh. And the fact that Rachel was not with Shane at the airport. Because it can't uh-huh. be that easy, can it? Like, don't say anything, but... No, I won't. Like, I'm, my thinking right now is that it simply cannot be that simple. Yeah. It's... Uh... It's, it's what I just keep going back to. <laughs> And there's like this underlying building tension, and like for some reason everyone's together in the same room, and just I don't know. This show is able to take like something basic, like a father giving a too drunk sentimental speech on vacation, mm-hmm. and make it tense somehow. So nerve wracking. Um, or even like Rachel's, uh, like for, first Rachel's interactions with. Uh, the two girls to yep. be where she shows up and is just talk- so is being so kind with them and they are just not having it like oh but he's rich so you scored like you did it good for you Um, and just so like dismissive of her is fantastic and then the next day Rachel approaches the mom the hack job <laughs> the hack job that was a that was a fucked up piece yeah. I love that turn. It was messed up that you did that. Yeah, that's just bad journalism right there. <laughs> Rachel being a shitty journalist is one of my favorite little details right now. Oh my gosh. They're like, 
I gotta say, Ren, like, they are... Every single character is just on fire at all times. Uh, in the uh, Lainey, Lonnie in the first episode, who's pregnant and gives birth. What the heck? I'm liking Armand's little spiral right now. He's a fun character. Yeah. Yeah, he's really... His, his back and forth with Shane. Mm-hmm. Just the escalation of hatred and anger between them. <laughs> so funny. Well, wouldn't you be pissed if you were, you know, if your your parents were paying for you to get the pineapple suite and you there didn't... was no plunge pool? Where's the plunge pool? There's no I, plunge those pool. Those goddamn Germans are in my room. <laughs> but at least they leave Wednesday. Wait a second, they leave Tuesday. He's lying. He's intentionally lying to me. <laughs> It's so funny. He's crazy. He's like, everything about him is hysterically crazy about this plunge pool, the pineapple (laughs) suite. His Um, mom. So Nicole and I are halfway through the fourth episode and his mom just showed up. On their honeymoon. Yes. (laughs) I love it. It's it's, it's the show that keeps on giving. (laughs) Yeah. Um... What do you think about I uh, I know I texted it to you in a reference the opening with the two girls, in which they're like, oh man, like, are you bored? I hope you're not bored. Oh, they they like, wish they had drugs. I wish we had drugs. Yeah, me and too. And then oh, wait, I have some weed. Only, only have a little bit of drugs. <laughs> and they have a shitload of drugs. <laughs> it's such good escalation. It like it's. I remember watching that for the first time and being like, is this a bit? Like, are we are they getting us with a bit right now? <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, what do you think about them and the the boy that is it, I forget their Quinn? names. That what's Paula, her face? Olivia that, Quinn. Yeah, that Paula keeps talking to. Oh, uh the Hawaiian guy. Yeah. Yeah, we just got a scene with him where he was discussing his, uh, how his, like, family used to work there, or, like, his family used to have that land, and then the government bought it out, and Mm -hmm. the White Lotus there. So I'm curious to see where where that's actually going to go now. Yeah. That that felt like a very poignant moment. Yeah. Um, so Jenna and I were originally planning to honeymoon in Hawaii, and then we watched Uh The White Lotus, and we said we will not honeymoon in Hawaii. That's so funny. Um, Yeah. It was it was something that we were like, okay, we're good with that. Um, I'm intrigued. Like, keep me posted as you watch yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I just I was watching season t- season two just started as you know, and it's anthology esque. Um, we still have that's, that's the vibe I got from the poster. Yeah, we have Tanya still with us, um, but she's the only carryover from season one. All right. So um. But I was watching it and I was like, this is hysterical and I need Ren to get on board because I need to be able to discuss the absurdity of the White Lotus. Um, the show, we'll so be the, caught up soon. Yeah, the show is it. So Mike White, are you familiar with him? I'm not actually. He's uh, He is the writer for School of Rock. Um, it's one of his more popular works. But he is also a... Um, 
he so he's written a few other things um but mm-hmm. he was on a season of the amazing race and then he's best friends with jeff probst of survivor and, oh, and you love survivor and i love survivor and he was on a season of survivor um actually in which uh there is a actor in the first season and then there's two in the second season that are more cameo bits but are also people from his season of survivor but mm-hmm. a lot of the way that he structures the White Lotus is actually similar. He he structures the seasons, he has said, based on Survivor seasons. Um, obviously not in the way that we're eliminating someone each week or whatever, but just in the way that an episode is structured where it's like, like you immediately know the characters and then it's just like building tension, building tension. And then it has the peak climax at Tribal Council or in the case of the White Lotus, dinner time. Um, and then <laughs> usually some like post-tribal drama after that. But so it, it's, it's really, it's cool to see like that directly translate into this. Um, mm-hmm. but he's hysterical. He's a really funny guy and his writing is, is top notch. So it's an amazing show. It makes me laugh and it keeps me compelled and invested. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, as you as you watch through season one, I'm, I'm going to continue to try to watch through it uh, just because it's it's so enjoyable. Um, let me know what you think or if you have any other ideas about what's going on with the body that they so, well, the, so the thing with the body is that with. like I feel like I have half a million ideas on what might be happening with the body. <laughs> like any like given scene, I'm like, all right, are mm-hmm. they going to like kill you? Like there's. There's so much what I'm going to assume is misdirection. Mm-hmm. And it, it's keeping me guessing. Mm-hmm. Like, I, because I also saw the poster, I do know that Tanya isn't the one who dies. Yes. Yeah. Like, with anyone else in the cast, it's fair game. Mm-hmm. And there are these instances where, like, it really does feel like, okay, is it going to be Rachel? Yeah. Then I stop myself and I wonder, like, it can't, it can't be. <laughs> like, maybe that's what they want me to think. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I just keep running in that loop. Do you, uh, do you love Tanya? Do I love Tanya? Yeah. I've seen her in other stuff, but this is the most I've ever liked her, her actress in anything. Yeah. She's hilarious. She is, she is hilarious. Uh, her showing up immediately needing a massage, uh, being completely wowed by Belinda. Uh. Yep, putting, like, uh, <laughs> rubbing Belinda's photo while after, like, putting it under her mother's ashes. <laughs> I love her breathy, like, <laughs> almost absent and non-present way of speaking to people. Yeah, my mother. It's so funny. I miss my mother. She's, like, mm-hmm. deeply personal, but also impersonal. Yeah. She's an absolute conundrum. Oh, man. I'm so jealous of you. Um, but I'm also... I appreciate that you're giving it a go, and I uh, I will watch more, and hopefully we can talk more about oh, definitely. it next week as well. By next week, I'm sure I'll be fully caught up. Yeah. Um, season, I mean, Aubrey Plaza's around in season two. And it was... It I, was saw, a, I saw it in a little poster. Yeah, it was a fantastic right premiere. Corner, like a Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Ren. Anything else? We successfully talked about everything, right? I, I'm pretty sure we've talked about everything possible. Everything there is and will be in this world. To discuss. We have discussed it. Yes, a happy, uh, happy anniversary to you and Nicole. Thank you. I've been married for two years now. Yeah, yeah. 
two years. Twenty two. Is that? Do you like that your anniversary like number of years will always be like? It'll go off of twenty twenty. Yeah, it makes it nice and easy. Yeah. So, yeah, that is. It's a pretty a pretty simple system. Numbers. So. Uh, well, we have to watch Cinderella 2 Dreams Come True next week, and I think our nightmares will probably come true. That's a bad one. I remember really hating that one growing up. Yeah. Yeah, because we I don't know why there would be a second Cinderella. I also am guessing, I don't remember, but I think it's like a failed pilot situation. I think it's three episodes. All of these are basically failed pilots? <laughs> yeah. Well, they we didn't have, all we have, fail. We have... Oh, you're right. Not all of them failed. Yeah, um, Lilo and Stitch maybe didn't, so. Yeah, Lilo and Stitch ended up having a show. Yeah. And also, like, spun off into, like, other movies. Yeah. Yeah, which aren't on our list. Like, we don't get Leroy and Stitch. That's nowhere on here. I was just thinking about Leroy and Stitch. Yeah, which is baffling. Or there's just Stitch the movie, right? Yeah, there is just Stitch the movie. Um, who the heck made Leroy and Stitch? Why is that not on our list? That's the series finale of the show. Yeah, it's because it's made by the television animation. That's why. Uh, in two weeks, we have to watch Hunchback 2. Quasimodo gets a girlfriend. Goes on dates and stuff. Makes out. Quasi- He's straight up, so he doesn't like do any sex stuff. Quasimodo, why you, uh, why you bang? Quasimodo, you're bang out of order. <laughs> Quasimodo, you bang out of order? Yeah. Okay, Red. 7.42. You know what that means? Time for you to get ready for Survivor. Time for me to get ready for Survivor. And you to watch more White Lotus. I think I'll watch some more White Lotus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll think about it, alright? Yeah, give it a consideration. So, um, alright. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Um, Jacob, if you're here, please let us know. Please. (laughs) Uh, And I hope that you all have a great rest of your day. Uh, This episode was sponsored by the White Lotus. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye. Man.